0: Alongside former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. We'll get into some questions and answers coming up at the top of the hour. But right now, let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by former NHL goalie, current broadcaster for NHL Network, Kevin Weeks.
1: Weeksy, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on today. Yeah, we are. Uh, Listen, buddy, you and I go way back, to say the least, right? Like a couple of 16-year-old kids playing junior hockey up in in Canada. And you know what? We've come a long way, and we're still really good friends after all these years. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about yourself and and guys like Anson Carter last night, as you guys are public figures and we see a lot of you guys. But I guess I was wondering – you know, what is the best way that you guys would like to see people handle this? Because, you know, everybody has their own idea and whatnot. But quite honestly, I'd like to find out the best way that we can make a change and do things differently.
2: Great question. Thanks, Revs. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's hard to believe, right? Uh, being 45 or whatever we are now, going back to 16, it's wild. But in saying that, I think the biggest thing for me, and it's interesting because I had this conversation with our good buddy Rupper uh, earlier today, early this morning. And then the biggest thing for me is you kind of have to start where you are. It helps to be able to do things locally. I mean, if you look at St. Louis as an example, not every young St. Louis kid was playing hockey and you guys got into the community. A lot of the blues alumni rolled your sleeves up and you got into the community and you started giving back and you started coaching. And, you know, you guys coach existing NHL players. You work with existing NHL players. And you also coach young aspiring players like a Clayton Keller and, you know, the Kachuks when they were coming up. And and you had that huge draft because you guys were reaping what you were sowing. And I think for a St. Louis standpoint, that I know the Blues have been so committed to the alumni and the alumni has also been so committed to, to St. Louis and, and Metro St. Louis. I think you just continue doing that and also expand that to include more girls, more boys, more people of color, uh, more black players, and and do that in a way where that's a part of your concerted effort. Not to say that it isn't, but maybe make that even a little bit more of a a sharper focus and target so that we can have more people playing our game and enjoying our game. I know that St. Louis is a metropolitan and, and, uh, and very diverse area from my time spending time there at the cup, final for parts of three weeks last year and and obviously uh being there for all-star weekend again and i see that i see blues fans of every different color and background and i know the blues have always been kind of one of the leading teams in having players from different backgrounds on their team so you know i think as you guys continue to do stuff at the youth hockey level continue doing that and and attracting more boys more girls more people of color more black players and uh, because a lot of them already love the sport. A lot of them watch the sport as fans. You know, I look at my man, Claybs out there, uh, Claiborne out there, who's been one of the, the great media voices. And he's one of the biggest hockey heads. He's always, you know, we're going back and forth over. He's talking about chaser. And if it's not chaser, then this team's not tough. These guys are like and he's so passionate and knowledgeable about the sport. But, you know, a lot of people otherwise wouldn't know that. And, you know, he's doing it in the media space, but it'd be nice to see. Uh, and then from Charles Glenn to singing the anthem. I mean, he's as big a part of the fabric of St. Louis and the Blues as you're going to find. So I think for you guys, RIVS pointedly, continue the great work that you're doing in the community and continue to expand that the way you have and continue expanding it even more so we can see more black players and players of color and girls and boys and people from different backgrounds playing the sport.
0: Weeksy, there was some... Uh criticism I think would be the right word to use for what we saw in the NHL last night from outside voices and from a few inside the league as well I'd be curious to hear from you what, what did you make of I mean, we saw in Major League Baseball there were three games that were postponed with the NBA the playoff games were postponed what did you make of what happened last night with the NHL
2: well I mean i, I... I've, I've spoken on this today, and, and my biggest thing is you know, I'm a proud member of the league. I'm proud to be the face of the league's network. We're a $5 billion league, and I, I all the time I'm proud of who our league is. But I got to tell you, yesterday I feel like it was a missed opportunity for us. And the reason why I say that is, you know, as we all know, certain things in life are bigger than sports. And you know, In St. Louis, for example, you have a large military community. I know that every time I fly in there, I see different members of the community there, um, just as an example. And certain things just happen to be bigger than sports. You look at what Layla Anderson meant to that team last year. That was bigger than hockey itself. Now, hockey was huge for her, but she too was huge for, for the Blues. And I called her their chief inspiration officer. And as an example, like there's times where you just have to rise up to the big moments and be big you know what I mean and I feel like yesterday the cadence the drumbeat of the social injustice and the racial inequality that drumbeat was big enough to where the NBA players said okay this is what we choose to do the WNBA players said okay this is what we choose to do most of the MLS soccer teams did and most of the MLB teams did as well I just feel it was a missed opportunity for us as a league and not that that's the be all end all because that's that's a measure to continue to attract attention but why I feel like that's so important especially for our league compared to those other leagues is our league has the most opportunity for growth and a big part of that growth I mentioned earlier you know you look at our league and I mentioned St. Louis and all the players you guys have become an NHL f- a factory now for players and there's more on the, there's more that are coming up too because you guys have invested in that and you made it a priority and you've you know you got to the grassroots and you're creating a space there where you know you're you're spreading the good news of the game you know what i mean you're amplifying the sport and where that's concerned our sport needs to do a better job of that overall across the country and we're starting to see different players from different backgrounds austin matthews is an example whose mom's mexican and He's an American kid that grew up in, in Phoenix, Arizona, he Was one of the best players, not only in the history of the Leafs franchise and their original six, but in the league. He's a top player in the league. And who knows who that next kid's going to be? Who knows who that next girl is going to be? So our sport, we don't have the player population percentage in terms of players of color or black players and players of color that other sports do. We have a big opportunity to continue growing that. And as our sport continues to grow, and expand the better for all of us you know the better for everybody in our sport and that's why i feel like we have the most room for growth i felt that that was a missed opportunity for us last night to not show that solidarity through that it doesn't end there but it would have been a major significant step for our league for sure
1: yeah okay so we see look the nhl it, it, you know it is is a brotherhood and mm-hmm. there are guys so, look- that care tremendously about every player of every color that there is. We, there's a love, there's a bond there. And to your point of that the NHL missed an opportunity last night, well, then what can they do now? You know, what mm-hmm. would be good now? Because you know as well as I do that every locker room is full of players that want to help, that want to, you know, be a part of the change and do good by society and their teammates and their brotherhood. But what can the oh. NHL do now?
2: The biggest point now is to, number one, it has to start at the, at the club level and the league level, at the NHL level. And with that, you want to create a space that amplifies that brotherhood that you're talking about, ribs, where no fan can say that they had too many Bud Lights and say something stupid. No player, and, and get away with it, no player can say something stupid. Now, when you're with your team and you have your, your relationship with your players and you know you can joke around about certain things based on your relationship, but there can't be an opposing player go by a bench and say something you know, stupid or insensitive or you know, uh, a racial epithet to a player or sexual orientation or whatever it is. Okay, that player's getting five games. And if it's a fan, you're not allowed back for the rest of the season. If it's an opposing coach, you're getting five games. Start there. Once you have that at the NHL level, people will start to see, and then the NHL should legislate that based on us being the top hockey league in the world, down to the American League, down to the East Coast League, down to, um, you know, USHL, NAHL, back home in junior, back home in Canada, across the CHL, tier two, and all the way down to youth hockey. You know, Ribs. I just had somebody from your old hometown of Ottawa reach out and want to do a radio interview. And, you know, I know at the grassroots youth hockey level, here in the U.S. and back home in Canada, because of all the DMs that I get, there's a lot of parents and there's a lot of grandparents that are like, oh, my gosh, my granddaughter, somebody said this. Oh, my gosh, my son doesn't want to play anymore. This happened. Opposing coach said this, opposing parent. All of that's got to stop. But that starts at the NHL level for me first, and then it comes all the way down to the grassroots. So that anybody that comes into a rink, regardless to your background, height, weight, color, sexual orientation, you know, your family's background, religious background, whatever the case may be, you feel comfortable, you feel proud of who you are. And you're happy to go to the brink. You're excited. You're not afraid to go. You're not dreading going. You're not uncertain. Uh, you know, you don't want to say that your parents are Indian or you don't want to say that they're Pakistani or you don't want to say that you're, you know, your mom's from Ireland and your dad's from Russia. Like, that should never happen to anybody. So that's the most important thing, Ribs. And then beyond that, you know, Ribs, you've been in the league a long time. The league, the clubs have a lot of pull. And they have a lot of pull with... At the local level, state, federal, or local, provincial, federal back in Canada. And they, they do know a lot of the politicians. They do have relationships with a lot of them and a lot of the senators and congresswomen and congressmen. And try to bring about change through those relationships and try to legislate change, especially in and around police brutality, especially in and around you know racial equality, and among other things of course we talk about it with lgbtq as well but those things are really important and you nailed it ribs because our players will get behind anything and you know that you know how many golf tournaments you play in in st louis all the work that the alumni's done all the charitable events you do all the hospital events you do so there's a lot of things people already do that doesn't get talked about and even around this there's a lot of things like i can't tell you the amount of players yourself ribs people in the business, GMs, Sidney Crosby, Jonathan Tate, Patrick Kane, Luongo last night, yourself having me on today. There's so many different people that have always been supportive and that do great stuff already in markets, but it's important for us to continue to do that going forward. And the league has to be the beacon in that because you know our players do a lot of great stuff. And if our players have the support of the league behind us and then the communities around the world, be it St. Louis, be it Chicago, be it Toronto, Montreal, at an NHL level, have that su- that support in the community. Then that has to filter down to youth hockey because we don't want to lose any more kids and uh, any more adults for that matter that want to be fans and kids that want to play due to this due to this uh, needless kind of scourge that is racism. You don't want to lose people to that anymore.
0: Former NHL goalie, current broadcaster for the NHL Network, Kevin Weeks, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Weeksy, we just got a couple of minutes left here, but I wanted to ask you about the big question facing the Blues this off season Ooh. as well. Of course, that's Alex Petrangelo and whether or not they're going to be able to bring him back for next season and beyond. What's your opinion on it? if you're Doug Armstrong and you're in those shoes, what do you do here? Do you find a way to make it work and bring back the captain? I
2: can't speak for Doug. I mean, obviously, Doug's done an awesome job there, especially last year and, and being patient when they were dead last in January and leading them to the cup. So Doug's done a great job. I can't speak for Doug. But one thing I'm going to tell you is they don't have a lot of Alex Petrangelo out there. <laughs> they just don't. Those guys don't exist. They're hard to find. And, you know, we our prayers are up for J-Bo. We hope he, he gets 100% healthy. I'm not sure if he resumes his career or not. But if you can imagine being the Blues without – petro and without Jabo potentially or potentially without either of them let alone one of them i mean that's that's kind of catastrophic I'm the blues so you know you have to find a way to make a deal that makes sense for both sides that's always key is it term is a dollar amount i mean the flat cap doesn't help anything right now for any manager it, it makes things challenging the fact that the blues are a cup winning team and, you know, anytime you have a cup-winning team, there's some cap casualties. I thought one of those was Patty Maroon. I thought Patty should have still been there. St. Louis kid, great in the room. Guys love him. Play, the bigger the game, the bigger he plays. But he was a cap casualty, unfortunately, quasi. But nonetheless, I can't imagine that team without their captain, Oscar Trangelo. He's one of the best defensemen in team history. Some might argue the best defenseman in team history. Can the St. Louis Blues not afford to have him? I'm not sure. Can Alex Petrangelo command on the market what he otherwise would have gotten for sure in the event that the cap wasn't flat for the next two years at $81.5 million? Probably not. Is it going to have the number that he would have gotten then? Probably not. But is there a number that's in line with the marketplace but still makes him feel whole and feel good and still affords the team the flexibility to make some moves? and doesn't eat up all the cap sure there's a number there so hopefully there's a will there's certainly a way but hopefully there's a will on both sides to get that done because for me i can't imagine the blues without alex petrangelo and or jay bolmeister obviously his health issue being paramount but that's a very looking different looking blues team if i'm an opposing forward and petro's not out there playing 20 to 25 minutes and you know um, Pareko's not out there doing what he does, but he's he will be there. But without Alex Petrangelo, that's a different squad, man.
1: Weeksy, I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I agree a hundred percent with what you said, and uh, I do hope that Doug Armstrong and Alex Petrangelo find some common ground and get this done because he is the captain, and I do believe he extends the window for the St. Louis Blues if he's under contract. So, but anyways, Weeksy, listen, man. I really appreciate you coming on today you know like I said we've known each other forever and I just felt it was really important to have you on today specifically here in st. Louis where like you said there's a lot of diversity and you took a time out of a really busy day to come on here and talk to us so buddy I really appreciate it man I love you and uh, can't wait to catch up with you someday
2: love you too bro thanks so much for having me on and thanks to all the blues fans that, that watch us on the network on the NHL Network as well man Uh, continue to stay healthy stay safe stay supportive and everybody stay united and stay positive man and thanks to all of you that already have done that absolutely
0: same to you that's kevin weeks former nhl goalie current broadcaster for the nhl network and all around fantastic human being joining us here on 101 espn